0: This is
1: WP Water Cooler, episode number 388 Securing WordPress bots and hackers Brought to you by ServerPress, maker's desktop server They make local WordPress development easy Check them out at serverpress.com And Loft provides WordPress sites including disaster preparedness, patches, maintenance, and plugin management Content updates and more, all for a flat fee Check them out over at poweredbyloft.com for a free trial. I'm Jason Tucker, I'm an IT director and a WordPress web developer. You can go find me over <laughs> at Jason Tucker on
0: Twitter. Hi, I'm Steve Zingert. I do stuff with WordPress, something about the Orange County meetup. Hi, I'm saying I do make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, at Saving Media, add all the things. That's Cosper. He's not talking apparently either. That's his dog, oh.
1: You can follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We'd really appreciate if you did that. Hey. And one last thing. We have a Discord. Go to wpwirecore.com slash Discord, where you can join us over in the Discord and hang out with us throughout the day.
0: You can say, hey. I swear. I swear I know how
2: mute buttons work. I...
0: (laughs) how far we like you work from home anyway you don't even need the like work from home you've been working from home excuse you'd learn how to use a mute button thing
2: i've been working from home for 10 years i should know know. how a mute button works at this point
1: so we swapped steve out today dan how are you doing Hi,
3: my my deep-seated lack of confidence stemming from an unloved childhood is my own personal mute button. So I was just like sitting back Yeah, exactly. No, I just like to launch into it. I just like to go (laughs) uh, all the way there, all the way there and off the edge. Dan, who are you
0: and what
3: are you doing here? I'm Dan Wormsley. I work at Automatic and I've done a lot of different roles at Automatic. And mostly right now I do a a certain amount of R&D and kind of data wrangling in the jetpack part of the company. What does wrangling
0: mean? Exactly. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I think
3: it's something to do with buffalo. I don't know, but okay. it has been hijacked by tech nerds. Just for so many other words. Really so, has. Yes. Yeah. I'm a coder by background. I'm a programmer. Yes. I'm a kind of a dog's body at automatic at this point. I've run and launched a few different products over the years, and I was most recently involved. A
0: dogs' buddy?
3: Dogs' body. I think it again. Word that tech people have probably stolen from somewhere else.
0: Food like eating your own dog
3: food. That's a great question. I didn't think so, but now <laughs> I'm wondering. Your dog body eats
0: your own dog food. It's, this is a weird analogy. We should probably stop going into it.
3: <laughs> I just love how
1: much we've already talked about security. Yeah. Great passwords, by the way. Great passwords. Yeah. Oh absolutely. yeah, dog <laughs> body absolutely. is
0: a good password. I, you haven't been on in a while, so I'm just going to remind you real quick half the show is not educational that's right and that's mostly the part where i'm speaking no just kidding i'm
3: very that's what i'm here for because i actually have almost no expertise in the subject matter so i hope that it's mostly banter it's just banter
0: banter. But,
3: but i will say i i did get the download from the actual experts at automatic before coming on so i will pretend really well to know what i'm talking about because we do have actual security experts so here's the
0: deal why is it broken and how are you gonna fix it
3: have you tried turning it off and on
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's always the question
3: so fast (laughs) with that answer
0: and and it's done here's a really fun thing and this was not related to our topic today i didn't mention this when we were talking about our topic but this week i was talking to there's that pipeline hack ransomware fun time yeah Capital Pipeline hack. So one of my clients is in the Project Public Works industry. And I was literally on the phone with my client, and she goes, oh my God, we were talking about that, and email security in general, and phishing and all that. We were literally on the phone talking about it, and she got an email from one of her employees that said, this email looks a little suspicious, should I click it? (laughs) And it had gone out to the entire company, and it was from Adobe, but it was like all oh, the words were spelled wrong or whatever, but turns out well, three employees clicked it <laughs> and oh, wow. yeah, it, it was just the, the irony that it was while we were on the phone talking about it yeah. and, and someone tweeted back at me cause I was tweeting about it and they were like, yeah, it's almost security concerns haven't been a problem. Like phishing hasn't been a problem for the last 30 years. Like it's brand new information. Like people can hack computers. Wait,
1: what? Indeed, they can. There's even well, been movies about it. That's crazy. Well, ironically,
3: Gutenberg is such a powerful editor now that, like, making a phishing site has become easier than ever. I think I've seen some tutorials, like, of people <laughs> like being like, "This is how you block. can make." This is how you can make like the Chase Bank website in Gutenberg in under five minutes. I'm like, don't tell people that. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. So literal, like spoof fishing sites. Wow. Yeah. Are there Mitchell patterns Gutenberg, for but that? Also- <laughs> there's, there's like a yeah. special pattern library for like load up Chase, load up Wells yeah. Fargo. It's a pre-built exactly. pattern. Don't worry about it. Just totally. load up your hack. So let's Wait, get into Is in that really real happening, real though? I just want to know: is that really happening with Gutenberg? Well,
3: WordPress has all, all, always been used. Like all of CMSs have been used to create like fake websites yeah. that you trick people into clicking on. It's just as the CMSs get better, like including Drupal and other ones and Wix and whatever. It does make it easier and easier to make a professional looking sure. website that you can click someone into tricking on because it doesn't have coming soon animated gift shovels all over it, right? Like it's right. Like, Dear Cities and MySpace were limited in how much you could make a fake bank. But now it's uh-huh. you can do uh-huh. a pretty fake good bank. job. Make That's a fake so, bank. Make
0: a fake, make a fake, a fake bank. bank
3: and make real bank at the same time.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, we're so lucky that so many security people use their powers for good. Because so there's we're, a we're, whole sh- there's a whole lot sh- of people sh- who use their powers for evil. Where should we start mm. off
1: on this topic? We're seven minutes in.
0: <laughs> Why are you so time focused today? Because there's We're only like, 30 of them. We got topics <laughs> to do. There's only okay. 30
1: of them. Dan, uh, what did you hear so far from your folks when you went and posed this question? Yeah, yeah so
3: what? actually one of the most interesting things is like... Uh, To to me, is like, how has the WordPress security picture kind of changed over time? Because I think a lot of people are used to thinking about it in terms of, I don't know, like people hacking individual sites like back in the day or like a a malicious plugin or something like that. And what people are seeing increasingly now is automated attacks that are basically like you you have some machine like running on the Amazon cloud, the hacker does. They're just basically firing off attacks at every single known WordPress site. So Thanks, um, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Ha <laughs> Yeah. Hacks brought like, to you
0: by Jeff
3: Bezos. You you can do Like there's so much parallel computing capacity now that it really does make this viable to test a particular zero day exploit on a million websites in a minute. And so, so that's becoming like increasingly prevalent. And that's one of the things that like really worries people because you start to see more and more hacks like happening on your site because all these different hackers are automating them and trying every single different test. And not only is that worrying as an end user, like you see all the alarm bells going red and stuff. But it's also like, it's stressing your site out, right? Like it could almost be a DDoS at some point. If you've got people trying out all these different passwords or trying out different length strings with different encodings and stuff like that, that's like stressing your website out. That's a thing that's changed.
0: Have you heard of Eric Jones? No. Oh, I was in some forum somewhere and I keep getting spam on one of these sites that I haven't locked down properly and uh, on a contact form. And um, like, it's always from Eric Jones and everyone was like talking about how the spam is going out like through WordPress contact sites from this guy. Obviously, it's not a guy, but like they keep using the same names. It's so interesting. I was like, "Oh, okay." I got that spam too. Now I feel like I'm in the I'm in the group. It's cool. A question. I don't know how many years ago. Time is weird. But a while back, there was a really big. There was a big botnet, and there was more of a concern about WordPress sites especially old WordPress sites being strung together to make botnets is that still something that is i haven't really heard about a lot of this so is that something that's still a concern or is that concern lessened to a degree
3: i haven't seen we didn't actually touch on that in my discussions with the jetpack scan team but i i have to imagine that it's a possibility like you do see so there's a particular class of attacks that are basically where you you can upload what's called a web shell so it's if there's a if there's a plugin that like like a media library kind of thing or whatever that writes to the file system and you can As an end user, as a non-admin, you can trick it into uploading a file and then sometimes you can use that file to create like what's known as a web shell. So it's, it is able to take HTTP requests and run them locally like a shell. So you can run commands and enumerate the file system, do all kinds of stuff. And once you've got a web shell and you can get in and create like to an actual terminal on the system. So for end users, like. This is that black and white thing, like where you can type commands and and the computer runs them as opposed to WordPress, the front end. Once you can do that, like all bets are off. You can turn, you can make it part of a botnet. You can make it part of, you can just, the most malicious thing is you make it part of a botnet, but you don't do anything for a long time. So the person doesn't know like their computer has been hijacked and then at the right time of your, yeah. And then at the right time you. You know, hold someone to ransom and say, "I've got a hundred thousand computers pointing their network connections at you, and I can take you off the internet because I've hijacked all these computers and made them part of my zombie army." <sighs> Too so much that
0: time
3: is, on their hands. and here's it's the thing It's also
0: very profitable, it's- obviously. It's yeah. very
3: profitable, right? Like we used to see a lot of link farming back in the day, where like you could like post comments pointing back to you. This is why we ended up with rel equals no follow and stuff. Like people were posting com- like comment spam pointing back to their site and Google sees that as a ranking signal and you get on the front page. But then we started to see WooCommerce and these other, and Magento and things making it easier to do comment, commerce online. And then there's still link spam, but now there's a lot of credit card spam, right? Because yeah. you can take these fake credit cards and really buy stuff with it. And then we're seeing like really crazy things now where People are like creating fake reseller pages that sell real products and harvest the, the reseller. So they'll take somebody else's Amazon reseller page where they've written a review of a Sonos or whatever, and they like scrape that, replace the reseller IDs and run it on their own site. Now, is that a hack, right? Or, or is you're that just, a,
0: just an arsehole.
3: Right, Are you <laughs> just a butthead. But it is, the thing they have in common is it's all about money. And ultimately that's gonna be a good guide to the kind of hacks we'll see in the future. If you can start paying for things with Bitcoin, how, what new hacks does that create? And so on.
0: So many, last mm-hmm. summer I had a, like a pro bono client, not pro bono client, pro bono clients had someone else for him had set up a, uh, Stripe, like buy button for Stripe specifically that inter- interacted with Stripe. And it basically someone hacked it. I, I don't even know how this happened, but they paid for with fake credit cards. They bought a $5 digital thing or whatever. So nothing was being shipped or anything. But the account got received, I think it was like $80,000 of $5 transactions. Like it was like 8,000 transactions, something like that. And it all went through Stripe. And then because the way Stripe works, it like automatically puts the money in the bank account. It was just like, whoa, why is all this money here? And so we had to refund all of that. And then all of those credit cards had to get refunded. It was a total nightmare. And I'm not even sure how they spoofed that. Obviously there could have been some sort of uh hole in the, that plugin, the Stripe, I can't, I'll get the name for the notes or uh, for the show notes, but I don't know. I, I still never figured out if it was that plugin that they were going directly to Stripe or was it like, they, cause there were no transactions on the site itself. Like it was all yeah. in some weird middle space. Like, where is that right. even happening? I don't even know, but it was a product that was on the site, but it was just like, weirdly, I, I don't even know how would one even protect against that? Obviously the plug-in is probably where that gap was, but what's your, do you have any like recommendations or does not shameless plug time or anything, but does, is that yeah. something that Jetpack scan would even notice if it's happening? You know, on the way yeah, out so of the
3: website? Th- it's a really interesting. So we actually, so we have Jetpack Scan and we also have a Kismet. And the two are actually increasingly closely related because at some point, you're not just looking for known kind of things that you've seen before, but you're looking for signals of like unusual behavior that you can then investigate and turn into a signature. So in the Jetpack Scan team, like one thing we're getting better and better at actually really quickly is this sort of feedback loop between like, how do we spot weirdness and identify weirdness? Like how do we turn right. that? Yeah, there it is. It's uh blue weirdness. spectacles. There's floating uh, colorful Some bubbles. Floating things. That's weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> or you're floating above a planet. No, how do you spot how do you spot weirdness, new kinds of weirdness, existing kinds of weirdness? How do you turn that really as sufficiently as you can into a signature that like And when I say signature, Somebody it's like this, is it. exactly. And if yeah. you want it to be specific enough that it always catches this particular kind of hack or this particular kind of spam or whatever it is, but but doesn't catch stuff that's not spam. And so that's like a real, it's an art form. Like you, it's very hard right now to take humans out of the loop on that. But what you can do is have Systems that look for anomalies and prioritize those and put them in front of like security experts who can then say, "Oh yeah, okay, I can see that this is malicious or non-malicious." Mm-hmm. One interesting thing is obfuscated code. So what a lot of what a lot of hacks do is they'll rewrite the PHP in a different way for every website, so that's really hard to write a signature. And one one thing we've started doing is look, is trying to like de-obfuscate that code and then change all the variable names to like sequential numbers or whatever and put it in an abstract syntax tree and basically say. Not do these pieces of code look the same, but do they do the same thing? Because okay. the it's hackers like are always pattern,
0: pattern recognition, right? right? or not pattern recognition in the code, but pattern recognition in the what the code does, like you're saying. So like, yeah. That's interesting. So there are patterns in hacking. That's and
3: and what's interesting is if you're in the Magento space and obfuscated code, like Magento has so many like closed source plugins right. that like it's very common for a vendor to obfuscate their PHP so that their competitors can't take it because it's proprietary. What's really cool about WordPress is if you see obfuscated code that's like come down like in, but is in a plugin that came from the, the .org directory, you can be moderately sure that's a problem. But because, it's not permitted. Because, like, it's not permitted in, in the .org repo. And obviously there are commercial plugins you can download for WordPress, but it's a lot less common. So it's an interesting signal. And then we do have all sorts of ongoing issues with order spam and stuff in WooCommerce. And it's somewhere between spam and a hack because <laughs> yeah. it's someone's getting stuff for free so it's a hack and like maybe they're exploiting you know credit card stuff and, but then it's also spam because it, it's in the form of an order it's got content in there and and, and like addresses in there that maybe you can see patterns in those and say this is fake so we're really lucky to have all these different signals and the, the final really great signal is we provide so many different features like we provide search indexing for your content over here and we provide like monitoring, like uptime monitoring over there that like We can combine, compared to, say, other security plugins that either aren't WordPress-specific or just are kind of narrowly just a WordPress plugin, we can take a lot more signals to look for these like anomalies. And that gives us a better chance of of catching them and putting them in front of these experts and turning them into signatures and and, and much more quick. How often do
0: you think the... Sorry, did you
3: want to finish? Oh, no, it's okay. And I will say, it's because so many hacks now are automated, it is a, 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 a speed thing, right? Like, you do want to get these signatures made quickly, uh, you want to have a production line of that. And so prioritizing anomalies is really important.
0: So just, that's the same, what I was going to follow up on how yeah. often, since you are speaking, not the jetpack is the only solution to this, but since we have it yeah. here, how often does that get updated for I'm assuming every day you're recognizing more patterns, but, um, you're pulling in so much data, but how often yeah. does that get crunched and pushed back out where is it just every day there's here's 10 more flags that we've added to this, or is that just Thousands. What is that? Yeah.
3: So we have a bunch of different processes and some are more real-time support requests from someone saying my website's been hacked and you need to respond in real time. You need to figure out what the vector was in real time. But then some, like some deeper stuff, like what we've actually started doing is taking all of the information we have about exploits. And we had uh, we had it all in sort of these MySQL tables, right? Like a lot of stuff at Automatic where all the signatures and all the times things have been hacked and all the times that they've been corrected are in a big MySQL table. Now we've started loading this into Hadoop and doing like big data analytics on it. That's so fun. there's this separate like batch process where it's, it's fun for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, ooh, what a data analysis.
3: <laughs> I know. ooh, tell me more. That I literally
0: was like, tell me
3: more. <laughs> so what's really cool about that, and, and it's like more heavyweight, so you have to do it in like chunks, right? Where we like, what we call scoop data into Hadoop, which is a big data system where you can operate on lots of data from lots of machines in parallel. And then from there, you create reports that are like, okay, how fast are we catching stuff versus how fast it's being reported? Like, how effective are these signatures? There's this thing in statistics like precision versus recall. How many false positives? How many false negatives? And then surfacing that and just continuous, that lets us continuously iterate on like the whole system as opposed to just being reactive and not having this like bigger picture of like how we're doing. Yeah, so it's really exciting. It's you constantly, we constantly have to make these things better. There isn't some established system that you can just put in stone and like never change because
0: Wait, the internet's not static?
3: That's the thing I said before about how so many attacks now are automated that it's like, The time between an exploit being created, say an insecure plugin comes out, right? The time between an accidentally insecure plugin coming out and like that being on lots of sites and then that being exploited at scale is like getting shorter and shorter. So actually, and I will say to people, keep your plugins up to date because keep your WordPress up to date, keep your plugins up to date. If you do nothing else, like that's a great way to avoid security issues because they often come in the form of a point release and you want to get those point releases really quickly. And that's why it's a great thing that WordPress put in auto updates for security releases. It's huge, right? But that's like the floor. And then from there, you can start to do better and better. So
0: how often is the Jetpack scan database of bad things? Let's call it that. Yeah. Like how often is that? Is it, I'm assuming that's more real time. That's not just updated when you update the software, right? That's because it's pulling from some sort of external database that's being updated all the time. So is it just like constantly? Just getting stuff um, where it's starting to flag yeah. things like on an ongoing basis.
3: Absolutely, Yeah. So we're really fortunate in that as well as having the security plugin, we host a lot of, we had this Atomic and Pressable and these other like small hosting sort of things that like live under automatic. So we get a constant stream of information about, because the systems teams are obviously trying to keep those, those sites all working all the time. And, and people will go in and obviously there'll be manual fixes for, for things that have happened even before we've got we call a fixer for it but we are in the process of actually making that even more real-time and fixing some of those things automatically it's, it's a little tricky fixing things automatically because you have to have so much confidence that it's an actual hack and right. you have to have so much confidence <laughs> that the fix isn't going to break the site and that thing is Just really tricky to get to, but like we're getting closer and closer to that because we host a lot of WordPress sites ourselves. And then as those things get, we get more confidence in them. We can roll that into the plugin for other hosts. So things will get more real time right now. There's this process of we get a lot of data about what's going on sites, but we don't always turn that into like direct action straight away. Like it has to go through a review process. It has to go through because not everything we see is what we think it is unless you look closely.
0: Yeah, I, I want uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, but I, I wanted to allow Cosper and or Jason to say something if they want.
1: <laughs> we get the last five minutes, Cosper. I'm... No, only like the next <laughs> two. Only uh, the next two. <laughs> Don't next get crazy, a... OK? Like,
0: I wasn't like giving up all right, of my right. airtime. What?
2: <laughs> no. So um, actually, just within what which release was it i'm i'm a little shaky on it it's been a weird year but they've also had uh, plugin auto updates available and theme auto updates available yeah. that is something that i know a few people are shaky on enabling on their sites especially when they have something big woocommerce running that they can't necessarily they need to make sure their extensions and everything else are working mm-hmm. with the new version of woocommerce before they update it but fortunately because that is built in to wordpress now you can at a, a plugin level say hey upgrade these like handful of plugins yeah. that i know aren't going to break the site and then i do that on most of my sites now and then have a a tool like i use itheme sync in the background just to okay now you can use manage wp or whatever else to have like here's a centralized dashboard where uh, if i have a handful of other sites, yeah. I can make sure that those plugin updates are rolled out and, and control the ones that I need to control, yeah. but everything else.
0: Yeah. Cause it's all the, it's just the like little you. plugins that I think are the bigger risk. Cause it's WooCommerce has literally a team of people like making sure that it's not Breaking and making sure that it's secure. Right. So if there's a real problem in WooCommerce, like there's people on it, as opposed to maybe one of these a couple small plugins that has one person who, you know, checks back on it every couple months, and they that is more ripe for exploitation than something like WooCommerce, yeah. which is basically like attacking a castle <laughs> instead of like That's a shack. True.
3: Yeah, the real it's sorry. I was,
2: I was going to say it's rarely WooCommerce it's a WooCommerce extension yeah. that you need to right. make sure is lined up before yeah
3: yeah, yeah. You know. proceed uh, oh yeah yeah I was just going to say that there's usually the less frequently updated plugins are less popular the really dangerous thing is when you have a an unmaintained plugin that's really popular because that increases the incentive for someone to exploit it. Is more sites running this sort of popular thing. Yeah, so so this it's is like one a of the- It's like a
0: form plugin or something that has part of its use, like actual data entry or something yeah, like that. It. Like it's mm-hmm. built to transmit data. And so it's so much more easily exploitable. You don't even have to poke a hole yeah. in it. There's already oh, a well- hole.
3: Yeah. And actually, oh, here's a really nefarious thing that I learned today is some exploits are just from a combination of two plugins. So either plugin by themselves doesn't have a vulnerability. But when you install two plugins together, then like you can exploit the file system rights from one with the unescaped user input from the other and get something. I have not heard of that that's where people are getting really sophisticated and and our team is always trying to obviously stay two steps ahead like every security uh, company team but those are some of the
1: things that have been said. that right there is a dev branch episode in itself like yeah, damn, whoever really you got to get who whoever you got <laughs> to get into to talk about that i think that right there is one of those one of those topics that you don't really think about because of the fact that if you're building just one plugin and then someone else is building that plugin that's going to help with that type of exploitation, you're not thinking about that.
0: You no, know? You right. test, and like, you're not coordinating. You 50
1: different plugins to make sure that they don't like break or anything and that there's yeah. correct names. What does that data look lab? like? Is that a
0: spreadsheet that the hackers have where they're like, on most websites, if you have Contact Form 7, you also have this other shoddy plugin set up and then let's pull these together. Like, How do you that's a really interesting approach? Yeah. That's very creative. Yeah.
2: So say there are tools, uh, like WP scan that will check for a particular. I know, but you're not going to just pick one or... site
0: and be like, those two work together. You want two plugins that are often installed on the together. same site. Mm-hmm. So that's like right. the whole person that's like marketing profiling of people level. Like <laughs> what type of person with their cat blog installs both this plugin. And that's just, like I said, that's really yeah. creative. I'm, I'm almost impressed is that's weird. Yeah. Right.
3: And- This is why one of the things, again, as well as keeping your plugins up to date, have the minimum number of plugins that you need. Don't go like, we've seen a lot of, we just released a great performance plugin and we see all the bad interactions where people have got four other performance plugins and then they install Jetpack Boost on top. Mm -hmm. And it's, It's you don't need all those plugins. Often if you you install more than one plugin that does the same thing, you're asking for trouble. (laughs) And if you install more plugins than you need, you're obviously exposing yourself to more different kinds of attacks. So like minimizing the number of plugins, focusing on high quality, frequently updated plugins, and like having one security solution on top, I think is probably good advice to people.
1: Yeah. This is part multiple. Cosper.
2: I was gonna, just one last thing, multiple plugins, multiple performance plugins is like adding basically a second spoiler on top of your spoiler. (laughs) You
0: guys, I saw a truck with the spoiler on top of it two days ago. What was that? It was amazing. yeah
1: Yeah. if four (laughs) wheels are fast 12 wheels must be really fast (laughs) exactly hey this is episode this is like a the first of a series that we're trying to do here on security we're going back and we've talked about this start we've been doing this for eight years now there's so much stuff yeah there's so much stuff that we've talked about we're going back to the basics and going okay what should we be doing here like where is it at
0: now this stuff changes
1: Oh yeah, oh, we're right. not worried about changing your admin username to, from admin to something else. There's more <laughs> to it than just that. Yeah, although we'll,
0: we'll, I have a WordFence site that keeps sending me it, uh, notices that someone is being um, flooded with the intention, like the admin. It's so the worst. That's, that's the still worst. a thing. Yeah, we're
1: gonna be discussing more of this next week, and for I I think for at least for the last couple or next couple of weeks here, we're gonna be talking about insecurities type stuff. Dan, thank you very much for coming and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and um, so fun. It, it's been a pleasure to, to not have Steve on for one episode. Like I just hear <laughs> off, he's just crazy. Yeah, thanks <laughs> I for the banter. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. And you guys have a good rest of your day. Here's our outro. Thanks. Hey, go over to DPRCore.com/slash subscribe where you can learn to subscribe to this content and all the other content that we have on our network. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, you can do that as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you want to watch us, we're on YouTube. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.